like, like to try to keep flowing in this as well. Some of us need prayer right now. Some of us are going through stuff. And if you want to keep playing, Greg, that's beautiful. Just if the Lord, the Lord put it on my heart to pray over you. He just said, hey, there's guys out here already that they need prayer and they want to, they want to get prayed for right away before we even start because they want to, when they receive the Word, they want to receive it differently. If that's you, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to embarrass you. I don't need your need. I don't need to know all that. But if somebody's close to them, put your hand on them if you don't mind. Just raise your hand. Just you two. Is that it? You, brother? All right. And uh, if y'all don't mind, just come on up here. If you can keep playing. Greg, I appreciate it. I don't need to know your need. I don't need to know what it is. God knows. And we're going to pray for Ms. Garner also. A quick recovery. Speedy recovery. You need prayer? Okay. Just, just lay your hands on them, Josh, and, and everybody as well close by. Father God, we just thank You for who You are, Lord. Thank You that You're, you're a good God. You're a healing God, Lord. Father God, I just pray over these men, Lord. I know You told me to pray over them, Lord. I just ask You, Father God, that they receive what You have for them, Lord. That You're all they need, Lord. Cleanse them with Your blood from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, Lord. Give them wisdom. Let them change where they need to change, Lord, every area of their life, Lord. That, that they seek You first in everything, Lord. That it be about You, not them. That they come up another level, Lord. Fill them with Your peace and Your love, Lord. Fill them with the Holy Ghost, Jesus. Even that they don't understand why, Lord, but it all be about You. Heal them, Jesus, from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, Lord, to be the man that they need to be for You, Jesus, to be able to reach other people like never before, Lord. Give them wisdom. Give them the right words. When they open the Bible, Lord, that that word jumps out at them, Lord. And that they receive it into their heart, Father God. Because you said out of the, the, the heart, the mouth speaks, Lord. Mm-hmm. Let it be good words, Lord. Mm-hmm. Peaceful words over their families, Lord. Over their life. That they receive it today, Father God. That they be a blessing wherever they go, Lord. We thank you for them, Jesus. Cleanse them with your blood. That no weapon formed against them prosper, Jesus, as they walk, Father God that they're blessed and not cursed, Lord. Thank You for everything that You've done in our lives, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. How about singing one more? Or unless you had a couple more. Thank you, Jesus. Thank You, Lord. Thank You for who You are, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Humble us, Lord. Give us your heart. 
us, Lord. Let us not lift our souls to another. Give us clean hands. Give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our souls to another. Yes, Lord. Oh, God, let us be a
and everything that we do, Lord. Jesus. We love you, Lord. It's beautiful, man. Let's give him a hand clap. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Jesus. We give you the glory, Lord. Thank you, Greg. Oh, man. Just, it's just beautiful, man. Gosh. Just the atmosphere that the Holy Ghost just flows. I, this guy is unbelievable. We can sing that song like, come, come, and then people start coming down because they hear us down here. <laughs> hey, if he knows it, We'll have him singing in a little bit if, he, if he's up to it. Today's message, I'm going to talk to you all about changing me, Lord. I didn't know he was going to sing those songs all about you, Jesus. and I, I didn't know that. Greg and I didn't talk about the music. We, we never do. And he just seems to flow right in it every single time. And that's, that's so good. God is so good. But today's message is about changing me. Change me, Lord. And as well, change you as well. That's what you should say. How can I change God? So many times we want God to change us, but we don't want to change. Why? Are we comfortable? Is it because of the people around us? We don't want people to see us changing to be more godly, be a godly man, be a godly husband, be a godly father. Why? Because they might laugh at you. They might look at you. I want you to think of something. When you go to the mall, let's say Baybrook Mall, we go and, and you look at the directory and you're sitting in the middle of the, the food court and you see the directory and it says, you are here. You are here, but you need to get to the other side. You look and say, where's that store at? How do I get there? What's the fastest way? 
that's how we need to be when we look at God and say, God, I'm right here. But I need to get over there, Lord. What do I need to change, Lord, so I can get over there and be more for You, Jesus? Change me, Lord. Let me go from point A to point B, Lord. But I need You on the way to show me which way to do it, how to do it. It's not going to be easy. It's, look, at, look at yourself as a piece of clay, a miry clay. That's what the Lord says you are. And He shapes and molds you into His image and His glory. And the thing is, is that we, we sometimes do a jagged edge. Some, as He's molding us, we say something dumb or something ugly or we belittle someone and our heart starts to show what's in our heart by what we speak. And, and God's telling you, hey, I'm going to mold you. I'm going to shape you. I'm going to get you from point A to point B, but it's going to hurt a little bit. There's some things in your life that need to change. You know what those things are. I don't. There's things that I needed to change as a father, as a husband. I wasn't very good. I told you all that earlier. But God says, okay, I'm going to mold you and shape you. I'm going to change you. And I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it took a while to get to where I'm at now. It, I've been saved 25 years. But it didn't start, I couldn't say, I couldn't talk in front of people, believe it or not. Never could talk in front of people. Moses stuttered. I couldn't talk in front of anybody. Every time they asked me to come up front and say something, I'd, uh, I, I didn't even stutter. I just couldn't talk. I mean, I shut off just like that. But God, He says, I'm going to use you, Eloi. I'm like, God, really? Out of all people, me? He says, I'm going to use you. I said, Lord, but why the men's meeting? Lord, I have issues in my life as well. He goes, we're going to mold and shape them and fix them and clean you out. Because I need you to minister to these men areas of your life that you needed help with that they're needing help with as well. That's why I tell you about these books. I had a problem with finances. I ain't going to lie to you. I had a problem giving in the church. I did. Like David spoke. Lord, I, I don't see it. That church don't need more money. It's all about money at that church, Lord. But the Lord said, no, it's about your heart. It's about your heart. If your heart is right, how can I not bless you? So when I started looking at my heart where I needed to change in that area. And God started blessing me financially. But it took me to change in my heart what I was thinking of that pastor. He's just going to coat his pockets, you know, line his pockets with a little bit more money. That's what I thought. I ain't going to lie to you. But that's not what it was. It's no different than healing. Why is it that the Bible tells you you can have all these things and the thing is, is we pick and choose which ones we want? Why? He tells you you can have a good family. So you start reading, looking up. Oh, you know what? I can do that. And then the, the preacher or the pastor sits there and he says, uh, we're going to do a special offering today. Oh, I ain't doing that. Why not? It's in here too. Well, we're going to pray for the sick. Lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Wait a minute, I don't believe in all that. Jesus didn't pick and choose which one. Oh, let me just do this one on Monday, this one on Tuesday. No, it's all there for you. Every bit of it is there for you. It's there for you. But you have to change in your heart. Humble yourself and say, Lord, change me. Fix me. Clean me out, Lord, in the areas that I need cleaning. In the areas I need changed. Those are, that's what you need to do. Stop worrying about what other people are going to say about you. They're already talking about you. Why not let them talk to you that you're a godly man? That you love the Lord? Why not let them talk to you and say, man, you're a good dad? Why not say, man, your marriage is awesome? 
Why, why, why don't you let him talk to you about like that? Instead of that guy, you know what? Can't trust him. He ain't no good. Well, you know, those are just some things. They're already talking about you. Let it be a godly talk. Let it be about God. We, said it, we sang it earlier about Him. Just touching the hem of His garment. Just touching it. As, as you touch it, Jesus says, I feel virtue going out of me. That's what that lady did with the issue of blood in the Bible. She just touched the hem of His garment. He went up to Him. Out of all the people crowding around Him, he, she touched Him and He says, I felt virtue come out of me. Who did it? And of course, she's going to hide. But Jesus knew who it was. He went straight to her and said, it was you. Because of what you did, because of what's in your heart, you're completely healed. You're completely whole. All that restored, just like that. Just like that. Why not you? Why don't you touch the hem of His garment and say, Jesus, I want just a little bit. And as I continue to grow, I want more and more and more. Change me, Lord. Change me in the areas that I need changing. Why is it that we want to be blessed God will bless you. Sometimes we just believe God will bless you. But I don't believe it. He'll do it for me. Why? God wants me just as blessed as He wants you. No different. Everybody, God wants to bless every one of us. He wants you to succeed. Why do we not want somebody else to succeed? So many times, and I'm talking about the church folk here. They're not here right now, but the church folk, they're the ones that are the most negative when someone is about to get blessed. Why? Why not be blessed in everything that you do and let someone else prosper in their areas of life? And I'm talking about the church folk. They're sitting next to you and you're, man, guess what happened to me, dude? Let me tell you. Oh, really? Why? Do you really believe that? Yeah. Yes. Stand on that. Stand on what God's given you. People say, well, whatever happens, happens. No. It's a decision you make. In your life, to be a better father, a better husband, a better man of God. It's a decision that you have to make to tell these guys, I'm not going out drinking, man. I'm not going to go out partying this week. This week is for my family. Why? Because you want to build up that relationship with your family. This week, I've had every opportunity to go out with the guys at work. Every opportunity. I've said no. Why? Because they meant more to me than going out and having a beer with those guys. Okay? That's y'all's business. If you drink, that's between you and God. I'm not going to question you on that. That's between you and God. What I'm questioning on you, and you should think about it, question it yourself, is am I doing everything I can to succeed as a father, to succeed as a husband, to succeed as a man of God? Have I done everything I could do to when I die, my legacy is my dad was there for me. My husband was there for me. I had the best husband in the world. How many of your wives can say that? And I'm just asking. You don't have to raise your hand. But I'm asking, I'm throwing it out there. How many of you can, your children say, my dad was there for me every time he had every opportunity to be there? I'm just throwing it out there. Molding, cleaning you up. That miry clay, that jagged edge. You can't be at every baseball game. I know that. I was that way. Because I worked shift work. It was very difficult for me. But the thing was, is that I'd made it every point that I could, every game that I could, even for five minutes. I asked somebody to stay over for me. Hey, can you stay over 10, 15 minutes for me? Because I just want to go see my kid play. And I made it to almost every game, even for five minutes. Hey, I, and I made it a point to go see them. I'd say, hey, I'm here. Just want to say hi to you. You're doing great. Why? 
Why is it, if you're only there five minutes, why would I sit there and say, hey, I'm here, but you're doing this and this and this and this wrong? Why do you want to tear that child up? Guess what he's going to be thinking when you're leaving? Man, I'm doing this and this and this wrong. No, encourage them, lift them up. How many times did you mess up in sports? Or whatever it was that you did, debate or whatever it is that you did. But you wish your dad was there. Or your mom. In this case, we're talking dads here. In this meeting. It is not a matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. What happens, happens. No. No. You made that decision to be there or not to be there. It's not something you wait for. It's something you pursue. And whatever you do in your life, guys, go for it, man. Go all out. Be the best dad. Be the best husband. Be the best man of God. In everything that you do. So you can say at the end of the day, I did everything I could. Like I said, you're not going to make every game. You're not going to be able to take the wife out every Friday night or Saturday night or whatever it is. But you've done your part. Spend time with that family member. The one that you're, I, how can I put it, um, maybe, maybe not spending as much time with them. Give them that time. Give them that time. Even if it's just sitting on the couch rubbing their feet. Baby, what is it? My son, the other day, he came over. Yeah, both of them did. And we're sitting there and, and kind of like this little sitting area. And we're sitting there and my other son lays down on a pillow next to me. And I just started rubbing his head. Well, he started kind of sleeping. And they don't live with us. But the thing is, is that he felt good enough to where he could lay next to me and I could rub his head and just show him the love. We didn't spend any money. All it was was spending that time with him. And it was quality time. Quality time. You don't have to always be spending money. Get him the latest games or whatever it is. Quality time. That's, sometimes that's all they want. If you spend that time with them, oh my goodness gracious. It's just going to continue to grow. One of the things that you need to do and, and to help change you is learn the Word of God. Get that Word in you. Get that Word in you. You might say, well, I'm not good at learning. and You know, I don't like to read the Bible. I know one guy, he's sitting at that table over there, sends me a scripture every other day or so, and I read it. Guess what? I've read the Word. I've read the Word right there. And, and I just read it and keep memorizing it and keep learning it. Why not? Learn the Word of God. Get it in you. That way when you go and talk to your kids, you know you're a mighty man of God. You're a blessing in my life. What did I just do to him? I encouraged him. I lifted him up. Why do I want to sit there? You know, you're never going to mount to nothing. You're no good, wife. You know, just, you're just like your mother. No. Change that. You need to change that. You need to change that. Come on. Why do you want to tear down your wife? Don't tear her down. Lift her up. She's your mate. That's who she is. And the ones that aren't married, I'm going to tell you. When you do, those are the things you need to do in your life. Encourage her. Lift her up. Don't tear her down. Do you want to be torn down? Do you want to be told you're no good? You're worthless? No. Baby, you're a blessing in my life. Thank you for being there for me. Thank you for going out and working. Thank you for having a job. And, you know, and if she works, nothing wrong with her working. Tell her the same thing. Thank you. Thank you for bringing in, in the money and that we're able to afford going out or having a nice dinner. Because a lot of times, when you first get married, it's, it's a struggle sometimes. Because you see what your parents have 
and you want exactly what they have, the big screen TVs or whatever. And it doesn't work that way. It took them 20, 30, 40 years to get to the big screen TV. You know, they didn't go out straight to Walmart and get it or Best Buy or whatever. And my kids will tell you, we finally got a TV. I had the one with the big old box in the back and everything, and they're like, Dad, come on, man. It was a 30-something inch TV. I'm, that's the biggest I ever had. I'm like, that's enough. I can see it just fine. A friend, of ours, a friend of mine gave me a TV. He said, here, check this out. I'm like, dude, I need to go get a TV like that. But it took me 20 years to get a TV like that. I, didn't, I said, I'm not going to do that. Why do I need to have the latest and greatest thing just to be like the Joneses? I don't want that. I would rather spend my money on them. I, don't, I got a TV. I can see fine. And, and I spent my money on the kids. When a private school or they want to go to a ball game. I'd rather do that than, than just keep spending money. Isaiah 43.26 says, does anybody have their Bible? Isaiah 43.26, whenever you get a chance. If you want to bring it up. And, and what it is, is as you learn the Word of God, as you learn it, as you learn the Word and you get it in your heart, keep speaking it. Keep talking about it. You might get depressed. Not necessarily depressed. You might get down because, you know what? Hey, I forgot this Word. Or, Lord, I don't know if it's true. Isaiah 43, 26. Anybody there yet? What do you got, Jason? What does it say? Uh, review the past for me. Let us argue the matter together. State the case. Isaiah 43, 26? Yeah. It is? Oh, man, maybe I wrote down the wrong one. But it, what it says is, the one I wrote down, and maybe I wrote it wrong, I apologize to you, is remind him of his word. Remind God of his word. That's the one I had. I don't know what happened. I, I apologize. I wrote down the wrong one. But remind God. God wants you to remind him when, he, when, he, when you go and, and use a word that I'm a mighty man of God. God says, remind me of that. God, you said this. You said this about me, Lord. I'm going to continue to say these words, Lord, because you said this about me. Or when you call your kids, you know what God said about you? You know, you're the apple of His eye. You're a blessing. Why not say those things? And remind God, God, you said this about my kid. God, I'm going to hold you to your word. I'm going to continue to do that, Lord. You know, we're a microwave society. We want things to change now. We can't do that. We can't have it now, 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 now. It takes time. It's going to take me, picture the mall, it's going to take me a while from here, for me to get from here to there. It's no different. In my walk with God, it's going to take me a while to get from here to there. Like I told you, I couldn't talk in front of people. It's been 25 years that I've been saved. I can finally talk in front of people. I'm not as nervous as I used to be. But the thing is, is it took time. If, if as I got saved, and if the Lord said, okay, go do this, Man, I guarantee it, if I would have stood in front of that pulpit, I'd be like knees knocking and everything else. I wouldn't have been able to do it. So in your life, when God says, change me, or you're saying, change me, Lord, change a little bit at a time. A little bit at a time. And you watch the difference in your life when you start reminding God of His Word, what He has for you. A little bit at a time. So if we want to get spiritual well, we it's no different. Knowing what it is, why don't we put time into it and keep back, keep after what you said? That's what faith is. And knowing that it's spiritual and how bigger it is, a little bit at a time like we do now, we need to seek after it. That's exactly right. The thing is, he answers. It may not be 
in our time, but it's always on time. It's on time. It's God's time. So many times, like I said, we want it in our time. Microwave society, now, now, now. But God says it's in my time because you're not ready. It's no different like I said earlier. If he would have put me in front of the pulpit day one after I got saved, I wouldn't have known what to do. A little at a time, a little at a time, a little at a time. I had to go through struggles as a father, as a husband, as a man of God. But now to where I'm getting better and better at it, I'm able to explain to you what I went through so you don't have to go through it. These are the things that we have to do. You need to try to live a victorious life. And it starts by what you're saying. It's so important. So important because so many times we want to tear people down. So many times we want to tear ourselves down. You need to have a powerful life. Power-filled life. And everything that you do, not a pity-filled life. Power-filled life. And everything that you do, you need to start looking at it that way. I can do anything through Christ and everything through Christ because He's the one that gives me the strength to do it. So many times, you know, people say, oh, I don't know, I, I really can't do that. I can't do that. Well, you said it. You're right. You can't. You keep talking that way, you're not going to be able to do it. That's why you need to start changing. As you get Scripture in you, get Scripture in you, get Scripture in you, and start learning what you need to say, then you're going to start seeing the victories in your life, whether it be finances or family or just being stronger in the Lord, getting to know who He is. And family can be just how much of a blessing are you to your parents. That could be another thing. It doesn't always have to be to the wife or to the kids. What about the kids coming back? I know my kids are a blessing to us. They've always been a blessing to us. But the thing is, is you train a child up in the way that he should go. That's what you do. You don't wait till they're 16 years old to try to discipline these kids. It's not going to work. I guarantee it. You start discipline, teaching, and showing them when they're three, four, five years old. And as they come up, they're going to say, that's what dad was talking about. So many times I know my dad disciplined me. He's not here any longer, but I wish he was. I could have turned to him and said, thank you. I wish I could have done that. But he's gone. But, you know, thank you. Thank you to my dad for spanking me and teaching me, no, you're not going. Because I guarantee it, many times I could have been dead if I would have not listened to my father or my mother at the time. So many things that I went through. you got to press forward. You want to have God increase in your life in everything that you do. Have Him increase. If there's decrease in everything that you do, something's wrong. You need to get into a good church, and I mentioned it earlier, different churches in the area. Get into a good Bible-based church that's going to teach you to have a victorious life. If it's going to teach you, you know what, hey guys, you know we're barely going to make it this year, guess what your life is going to be like? You want to have a good, victorious church that says you can do all things through Christ. We're blessed, not cursed. We're the head, not the tail. We're above and not beneath. Those are the things that you want to hear. You say, and again, I mentioned to you earlier, well, God can't use me. Really? He used Moses. Moses killed somebody. He was a murderer. He stuttered. And he still used Moses to bring millions of people out of Egypt to the, going towards the promised land. He used him. You say, well, that's just Moses, you know. What about Paul, who was Saul at one time? He used to kill Christians for a living. Now, he, he's the one that wrote the most books in the Bible in the New Testament. How can you not enjoy somebody like that? That's the type of God we serve. He'll use anybody. He'll use you. He uses Jason when he sits there and sends me texts. I love it. I tell him too. Why not? 
When someone says something to encourage you, why not tell them thank you? Thanks for what you're doing. Why do we always have to tear somebody down? Dude, stop sending me them texts. Really? Why? Why? Then so many times, and I've texted him back. I needed that today. So many times I've texted him and said that. And, and again, I use Jason because he's here as an example. That's why I'm using that. But the thing is, is that we keep saying, God, I, I want to do it, but let your butt get out of the way. Get your butt out of the way. But, 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 why? Why do you keep saying, but, God, but, I, I'm, God, I know who I am in Christ, but, but why? Let it go. Move it out of the way. You know what, God, you said I could do it. I'm going to give it my best shot. At the job that you're working at now, you started that job, you had no idea how to do anything in that area. Chances are, you're a teacher in that area now. And everything that you're doing, you can show someone else how to do it. But when you first started, you weren't very good at it probably. And you made mistakes. It's no different with the Word of God. <laughs> Learn a scripture at a time, go from there and say, God, okay, I started here, God, now I'm over here. And it takes time. It's going to take time for you to get there in every area of your life. It doesn't matter. If you're a dad that's been cutting down your kids and all of a sudden you want to stop that, it's going to take time for you to start encouraging those kids instead of tearing them down. It's no different with the wife. If, you, if you've been a, a, a husband that says, that wife of mine ain't no good, guess what? It's going to take time for you to start saying, you know, she sure is a blessing in my life. Those might be difficult words at times to say. The thing is, though, is you can say those words. You can say them. Encourage people. Stop tearing everybody down. Like I said it earlier, not everybody's going to approve of what you're doing. Not everybody's going to approve it. It's okay. You're doing it for you. You're doing it for you so you can have an awesome relationship with your family. You can have an awesome relationship with your kids. An awesome relationship with God. I need you, God. I want to just touch the hem of your garment, Lord. That's what you want to do. Shape me, mold me, change me, Lord, to be more like you. That's what the Bible says, to walk like Christ. To be more and more like Him. Decide what's best for you and your family. Don't worry about your buds at work. Don't worry about those guys. You worry about your family. That's what's more important in everything. When it's all said and done, they're going to be gone. you got to go home. And it's still the same thing. And if, it, if a lot of times... There's guys that would rather be out with their buddies than at home. You need to try to change that. You need to try to change it and say, no, I want to be with my family in every area. Why not? Surround yourself with people that are going to encourage you, lift you up. Why do you want to be around somebody that says, dude, that wife ain't no good? Them kids, oh man, you got some sorry kids. Really? Is that what you want to hear? No, get around somebody that says, dude, you know what? Things aren't perfect in your marriage, but we're going to change that. I'm going to pray with you. That you have a strong marriage, a good marriage, a good foundation in your life. And those kids of yours, I know you're going through a rough period with them, but it's okay, man. Let's pray over that. Let's pray over it. We're going to see the changes. We're going to see the results. You remember, you got to go from point A to point B. You're not going to get there overnight. It's going to take a while. That child or that wife or that marriage that you have didn't get where it's at overnight. It took a good long period to get to where you're at. And you want to change those areas of your life. Victorious living. That's why I tell you, get you into a good Bible-based church. Get you around people that will pray for you. Hey, man, Eloy, so many times at work, I'm not ashamed. And, and you shouldn't be either. 
But at the same time, you don't want to just throw it out there. Oh, Holy Ghost, come on down. No, you don't want to do all that. God says, hey, man, can you pray for me? Come on, let's go. Go find a spot. Let me pray for that person. Don't do it in front of everybody. Then you just embarrassed him. Put him to the side. Man, let me pray for you, man. That's all you got to do. You don't want to embarrass everybody. Why? Then they're going to say, man, don't go to him. He'll embarrass you in front of everybody. You want to walk the walk. And you watch how God changes your life as you're going from point A to point B. He'll start using you as different people. Say, hey, man, you can count on him to pray for you. You can count on him to, to keep it amongst us. And that's important. That's how you're going to be able to be a better Christian, a stronger Christian in every area of your life. Remember, people, not everyone's excited about what you have going for you as a Christian. Not everybody's excited about it. Just because, I mean, Greg might go and say, hey, I got to play at this men's meeting. Yeah, whatever, dude. You know? It might happen that way. He's excited. Why not be excited for him? And these are Christians I'm talking about that aren't excited for him. No, that man, that's good, dude. Hey, man, what's, tell me about it. Be excited for people. Encourage each other. Lift each other up. When you leave here, praise God. Just ask Him. Say, Lord, I just praise You. Just like we did earlier. Sing a song unto the Lord. It doesn't have to be fancy or whatever. Put in a, a Christian CD rather than, you know, bam, 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 kill him, kill him. Why? Put something on there that sits in and says, Lord, I love You. You're a blessing in my life, Lord. Listen to people that are encouraging. Go to men's meetings like this that are going to lift you up rather than tear you down. Go to a Bible-based church that's going to say, you know what, you are a blessing. You're a mighty man of God. You can make it in life. Financially, physically, mentally, spiritually. Why not? In everything that you do. In everything that you do, if you want to play, Greg. One, I want you to remember one thing. People that are hurt, hurt people will hurt people. Pastor Jandel said this the other day. Hurt people will hurt people. That's all they do. Why? Why? Healed people will help heal other people. And that's what you want in your life. Change it. Change what you've got going through that you need to change. Change me, Lord. Change me in this area. Change me in that area. Let me be a better father, a better husband, better man of God. In everything that I do, Lord, that as my mouth speaks, it comes from my heart that those are good words, Lord, that, that are in there. Your words, God. Remember the Scriptures as best as you can. And go from there as you learn these Scriptures. As you learn these Scriptures, continue and continue and continue. You know, one of the things that change me, Lord, stretch me, Lord. Stretch me. Maybe you're fine. There's no issues in your life as a Christian. That's great. Tell God, move me another level, Lord. Stretch me some more, Lord, to where I can go up another level and get to know you more. One of the books I've read was uh, Kevin Kinchin's book. What a beautiful book, man. You know, The Secret Place Revealed. Oh, my goodness gracious. And, and it just moves you up into another level of, of where God is. It's beautiful. I'm not kidding you. And there's so many things that you can do. There's so many things in your area, in your life, I'm sure, that you want to change. I'm going to ask you just to bow your heads. And some of you are saved, but some of you might not be. I'm going to ask you, if you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I'm going to give you that opportunity. 
You say, well, yeah, but these guys are listening and watching. Who cares? This is between you and God. You need to have a relationship with Him and you never had a relationship with Him. You don't even know how. We're going to change that today. I'm going to count to three. When I say three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand if you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. One. Yeah, but man, I don't know about this Jesus stuff. Well, you're doing something. And it's not working. Why not change it? Two. Man, but that, that means I've got to go to church. No, you don't have to. You get to. That's a decision God lets you decide if you want to go to church or not. If, he, if you want to receive Him or not. The Bible says in John 3.16 that He gave up His only Son so you could have eternal life. He did it for us. Are you ready? When I say three, I want you to raise your hand. Three. Praise God. Praise God. Just as your heads are bowed and everything, I just want to pray over you one more time and then we're going to close the service out. Lord, we thank You for who You are. Change me, Lord. Change me to another level, Lord, to get to know You, to get from point A to point B, Lord. Show me, Lord, how to get there, Lord, in every area of my life that I need to work on. Thank You that I'm blessed and not cursed, Lord. I give You the glory for that, Jesus. I thank You that there's always a time that I can talk to You, Lord. I just ask You to surround Your angels around me, around all these men, Lord. Bless them physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, Lord, to where they can go and bless You, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, I ask You to pray just blessings over their families, Lord, that You open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings on them, Lord. I pray for Miss Rhonda, Father God. I just pray for healing, quick healing in her, in her body, Father God. Quick recovery, Lord. Patience, Father God, in that household during all this time, Lord. Peace during all this time, Jesus. It can be difficult at times, Lord. Something can rub the wrong way, Lord. I just ask You that, that there be patience and kindness in that household. That, that the love that you, you show them, that they'll show each other, Lord. That they'll walk in it every day. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen.